They're just two parents who happen to be dads. One called Harley, the other one is Wads. It's not really Wads, it's Wade! But Wade doesn't rhyme with dads. It's shitting with the door open. It was a bit of a delay. Was it? For me, it was. Ex- I didn't look at you, I just listened to you, and your clap happened exactly the same time as mine. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's all on my end, weird delay things happening. Anyway, it's not important. There's always a weird delay on your end. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I never delay in the end. (laughs) Quick release. (laughs) They don't call him Wade Edge Duffin. (laughs) I got no time for it. I got no patience, right? I'm in, I'm out. Who's got time to be edging? Yeah, just get right up into the point that you've been working towards and then stop. No, mate, this might not happen again this might be my last chance what are you gonna get like you're going for that promotion right and you're just about to get it and you're like oh no i'll I'll actually wait a little bit no i want the money now honestly since i was 14 years old every ejaculation i felt like that could be the last time (laughs) i better make it count get it done What a way to start. Um, I imagine you'll leave all that in because it was gold. This is shitting with the door <laughs> open. I'm Harley Breen and that's Wade Nathaniel Duffin. Uh, and we're doing a podcast from different states because we're mates and that's the only reason it happens. But thank you for tuning in and listening to our friendship. Different states uh, uh, geographically and different states mentally, I think, at the moment as well. Mm. I think um, I am in a bit of a better of a mental place than you just over our conversations over the last week i feel like i'm just a bit healthier mentally and i feel you have uh some some rage going on i'm having a hard time and um some some might say that newborn babies can create quite a lot of roller coaster emotion <laughs> in your life lack of sleep might inform. I've never heard that. <laughs> I've never heard that before. This is new information. Oh, up until me, everybody has had a newborn baby and everything's been fine and there hasn't been a struggle whatsoever. So I'm the first one and um, yeah. I'm struggling with it. All the other three, fine. Absolutely fine. I don't know why this one's such a struggle. <laughs> no, he's actually not. This one's by far the easiest. Um you know, when and after like all the practice of the other ones, you know, not that they're practice, but you know, like you get the that's, you get a, into that's your... how I refer to them in front of them. I'm like, you would just practice <laughs> for the grand final here. <laughs> all right, you would just like you were just like preseason games, right? This is the this is the big one. This is the big deal. All right, I was working out my strategy over there. Now I've nailed it. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I look. I'm. I'm. Um, we have had some private conversations uh, over the week, um, and yeah, I'm not I'm not on um, deep dark struggle street. I'm it, no, it, 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 I'm I'm being quite pragmatic about it. But the struggles are, are there. I mean, there's there's struggles with managing your time because I've got so many goddamn children. There's struggles with how to get and um, go to work. Um, my work is really difficult to do on the creative side of things when I can't have a lot of space and time. I, I, I think yeah. probably all of my creative mates, you included, would agree that a lot of the creative process is actually sitting and doing nothing. 
and and sort of Could waiting. Not agree more. Yeah, and yeah. so when you've got, yeah. um, we don't have an office in the house. Um, I have four children who all have their own very specific needs. Uh, it just means I'm working up towards um, a TV gig at the moment, and um, I, I need to be really present in that creative process. And there's just there's just no time. There's no space. I, I can't yeah. get it. And so yesterday, there was particular needs popping up for each one of the children. And by the end of the day, my resentment was through the roof. Like I was like, yeah. I cannot get a space. And I said to Hannah, I said it's another wasted day with the children. And oh yeah, which is which is quite a heavy thing to say. And I don't actually mean it because it's the opposite of what I want to do in my life. It's not a wasted day with the children. I want to be with them and I want to engage with them. But I've got fucking work to do. But I understand. I one hundred percent understand because sometimes you're you're with them, and for you, it's like exponentially. Like as we talked about, it's not just like one kid adds one more problems, one kid an extra kid adds a fucking myriad more problems. Yes, an extra fucking kid on top of that adds like heaps yep. more. But when you are with them and you're like, "Fuck, I've got so much to do," and you don't get it done, and you've just hung out with them for the day, yeah. and it's very hard to be present in that moment. And just go, well, I've just got to put that aside mentally. This is happening now. I've got to do this. And then I have to deal with that later. It, I, I've, I struggle with it. Yes. And so what I will do is I'll hang out with them resentfully. Yeah. Angrily. Totally. Angrily. Like, oh, all right. Well, let's go to the park. Oh, you don't want to go to the park. What do you want to do? Oh, you want to tell me your story. Fucking great. Oh, you want to play Sylvanians. Oh, good. I'd much rather be doing this than my work. <laughs> but the reality, I would. Yes, you were. Great. I love playing Sylvanians. Yes. It's the best. Correct. I've got like this little character. There's like this one little Sylvanian bear that's got like a scar on his head. And I call him like Keefy the Beefy Bear. (laughs) It's got a scar on his head and a thousand yard stare. Like he's he's just been through the wars. He's been going back from war and he's a little bit bit fucked up. And I'm always like doing this little fucking weird shell-shocked character when I'm playing it and they love it and he's always stealing their stuff and like beating up the other Sylvanians and the girls are like this is the best <laughs> I love it Sylvanians <laughs> if only you can get paid to play games and I would love to do that and like yesterday um, one one of the many issues uh, which is just it, they're just needs of children. They're not even issues. They're just needs of children. And um, I I also had needs that just weren't being met um, because I was meeting other people's needs. And and, and one of the, the needs was um, my big kid was getting dropped back from a few days away and he came uh, at least two hours after uh, I was expecting him. So I had planned my day. And then when he came back, there was a whole lot of things that we needed to do in the house. Um, He'd been away on camp. He'd also been away with his mum. He'd also been away at his grandparents. So there was bags and bags of dirty clothes and shit to be organised and a school day the next day we had to prepare for. But in my head, I was going to get him home and I was going to chuff off to the pub to do some writing. Well, by by the time he actually arrived, I I had to kiss goodbye to that, so it wasn't going to happen. So then I got angry and I got resentful and I'm stomping yeah. around the house and I'm just like, get this done now. And I did actually have to stop down and say to him, um, I know that at the moment my attitude makes it feels, feel like you're being punished and I want you to know you're not. Um, I'm just struggling right now to regulate my emotions. So I apologise for that, yeah. but let's just get this shit done. <laughs> so <laughs> we got through it together. Like even Walter, the six-year-old, was like, um, you okay, Dad? 
<laughs> and I said, no, I'm not at the moment, mate. I'm really struggling. And he goes, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that honesty in front of them is good. Like whenever I am acting poorly, and it happens, it fucking happens, man. Like we're fucking yeah. human beings. We're going to have our moments. We're going to slip up. Um, uh, I will try and have that presence of mind to say, this isn't about you. Yes. This is, I've done this Correct. thing to myself. I yeah. So why don't I just, <laughs> so just so you know, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, and then more often than not, they'll be like, oh yeah, we know. Yeah, no, it's not our problem. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, no, actually. <laughs> We've known you our whole life, mate. We know it's not us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, but it is hard, man. And finding that creative space. And even when I do find the time to be creative, and I'll have like the like a few hours each day. I'll literally have a few hours that I can do it, which is a better time. The fucking smartphone is killing it's me. It's a killer, mate. It's a killer. It's absolutely a killer yeah. of my... Because my brain doesn't have like a chance to just fucking whir. It doesn't have a chance to tick over because I'm That's constantly right. filling it with like information. Yes. And I'm constantly putting either listening to music, which I don't mind, but like either an audio book or I'm just looking at Reddit or Instagram or, you know, an adult website or like rugby or just what kind of whatever it is. Like the news? Like the news. No, por- pornography. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Other people I don't know having sex. <laughs> yeah, it's like people I've never met in my life. I'm watching them in the most intimate moments that a human being can do. And as I said out loud, I really should stop. I'm going to stop. It's actually. so odd, isn't it? It's, it's like, so what weird. am I watching here? I'm sorry. <laughs> I opened the wrong door. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't even knock. I just. <laughs> I mean, I, I am knocking. In. Yeah. I just came in. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even had time for that fucking childish behaviour, Wade. I can't even. <sighs> honestly, I can't find a moment to knock one out. Like, honestly. Like, <laughs> that is. Oh, dude. I didn't know things were that bad. <laughs> well, when your mother in law's living in your house, it is pretty difficult to find that moment. You're like, hey, Marianne, can you just pop the headphones on? Um <laughs> <laughs> You might want to, you might want to hold your nose as well. There's going to be a smell. Right. I don't ask why. It's not important. I would <laughs> recommend turning on the noise cancelling if you know what I mean. You may need this umbrella. Just go into a different room. <laughs> I said this to Anna. I've been workshopping this as a bit, and I said to Anna something along the lines of the umbrella is very funny, and I, I went, "This is going to come out." like a tsunami and Hannah went yeah more like a slow volcano (laughs) (laughs) just oozing out (laughs) Uh, it's nice to have a partner that loves you (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, so finding time to be creative and when you have that time to use it, like, wisely, because it's not like a tap you can turn off and on. No, it's absolutely But it is a tool that you can um, sharpen, I guess. You can, like, strengthen that muscle where you're like, all right, well, these are some things I know that can help get the ball rolling. And if I'm not going to do this creative job here, here's something I can read 
something about this or I can, yes. you know, there's other things to do when you can't get that thing going, but I don't do any of that. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, this is too hard. I'll sit there for like a 30 seconds go, oh, this is a bit tricky. And I'll just start fucking watching like cooking videos yeah. or rugby videos, totally. you know? Yeah. I Like it, it is, I, I don't know how many solo shows I've written now. I've written all sorts of different things. I, I'm essentially, uh, regardless of what anyone's seen me on either live stage TV or radio, I'm a writer. That's, that's, Everything only comes because I'm writing, whether that's physically writing it down or it's being written in my head. Um, and you need that space to do it. And people will ask me, how long does it take you to write a one-hour solo show? And my general go-to is six months. It takes me six months to write a one-hour solo show. But that's not six months of me sitting at a typewriter. Typewriter? What the fuck no. happened then? What, who's got a typewriter? <laughs> um, <laughs> I send it by telegram. <laughs> I write all my stories by quill on parchment. Um, Get the Prussian ambassador on the line. <laughs> so <laughs> I've got a story. Like I would say out of that six months of writing, um, uh, writing the show, at least half of it, I am not putting pen to paper. I, I'm, I'm not making any real headway. Uh, except maybe there'll be a note jotted down or I'll start thinking about ideas and I and I, I might make a little note in my phone or um, whatever. But that that's there's a whole process to do it. And the more, <laughs> the fucking more children I have, um, the more I realise that on one hand, they are so good for content. There's so much stuff. There's so much yeah. material, but just such little time to actually do that and so you're kind of yeah. stuck and, and I, I know comedians from both sides those that are actually quite heavily engaged in their children's lives and usually the ones that are doing gear about their kids and parenting and how hard it is and those that aren't engaged in their children's life um, and and then they're working uh, much more prolifically than I am and I don't know which one's better because I'm getting this like super unique original content because it's just me and my existence with my kids that have never existed yeah. before but i have no time to to do it and get up on stage and work it all out yeah but i'm getting the stories you know what i mean um so yeah 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 for it's, sure it's a genuine frustration i mean it it's a benefit to me at the moment that i am not planning to do festivals next year so i'm not trying to write an hour solo show i'm trying to write seven minutes of material i just need seven minutes <laughs> <laughs> just seven just seven yeah. Oh man, that's so it's so tricky. Like parenting is just tricky. And as we've talked about before, uh you don't know how tricky it is until you've had kids. You either no. know or you don't know. And that's there's no in between. You're the in, you're on the in, or you're on the out. That's and when right. you're on the out, you don't know. Yeah. You just don't know. And I didn't know before I had kids. More I didn't know how much on the out I was. If you're on the out you didn't make kids because you ended <laughs> yeah. in an appropriate way. <laughs> On the out. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, you know, Hannah and I were talking about this earlier today, about the idea of her getting a job, um, which is obviously not in the near future at all. But even, let's say, in a year, where our baby is yeah. a year old, which I don't think I, I don't think is a great uh, reality for for her or for him or for me. She yeah. will go to work and earn less money than what we're paying somebody to look after him. It actually yeah. doesn't even make any sense. 
you know, and then no so many months. families probably that listen to this are doing that, that both partners are working and one of the people's wages is just being paid to childcare. So just stay home because yeah. what's the point? Especially when they're young because yeah. that childcare costs are phenomenal. Mm. They're phenomenal. And the more kids you have, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah it's full yeah. on. <laughs> Got some really big bills. <laughs> big bills. What fun! That's a big number. Ooh, <laughs> Look that's at that huge, number. and that's just one of them. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait to add all these numbers up to make one gigantic number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, here's the thing that we wanted to talk about. Well, I wanted to talk about it anyway. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> was this idea of, and you said it like just before we started and it was such a great thing, this idea of like a midlife crisis. Yes. And we've talked about it before, but I'm going to talk about it again because yes. uh, it's my microphone and that's your microphone yeah. and we'll talk about whatever the fuck we like. That's correct. Right? And just to, um, just to recap, I believe we've talked about it before and I'm really, really big on this, on the changing of the way that we talk about it to take the shame out of it or midlife crisis. And it's usually um, something that is um, directed at men or they're having a midlife crisis and they go off and, and you get a, get a younger partner, buy a red um, convertible, whatever. Yes, it's, it's that sitcom version of a midlife crisis. The We're moving away from that. We're yeah. done with that. And I think rather than call it a midlife crisis – that it's a midlife awakening, that this is your time when you're waking up. And then I heard a quote right at the time I was sort of thinking about all of this, um, that you get two lives and your second one starts when you realise you only get one. And and I and think it's, it's all happening around our age. And I think it's so, like, it's such a beautiful quote. Mm. Like, I really love it and it really resonates because you do get to a certain point of your life where you're kind of like, oh, I'm halfway through, nearly halfway through, whatever it is. And you can yeah. look back and the the, the the 20s are done and like the 30s are done. And the, the 20s you're not thinking about. Well, I certainly wasn't. I wasn't thinking I wasn't. about the future. I wasn't no. thinking about like um, anything more than like the next drink in front of me. And then the 30s, you know, like you're just kind of like getting through life. And then you get to this point where you're like, oh, yeah, like I'm on the – like 50 is the next suburb over. And yes. then I'm fucking moving to 60 and then I'm moving to 70. You know what I mean? They're very like close at this stage. And you start like reading the news and it's like middle-aged man. Oh, that that's me. That's, I'm that middle-aged man. Yeah, totally. And like that's I'm, one, I'm living in an, in an area um, in Southeast Queensland, which is very, got a huge population of retirees. It's quite prolific around the area I'm at. And so there's billboards uh, and advertisements everywhere for, um, over 50s residential care. Over 50s? Yeah. I'm 44 in a couple of months. You mean in six <laughs> years' time, I'm eligible to move into some of these fucking eight facilities? Let me add it. Jesus Christ. But I think it's this idea that people should be, especially, it does seem to be like aimed at men. It really does. Should be ashamed of like wanting to change their life. Like, oh, this guy's gone through a bit of a midlife crisis. Like, yeah. yeah. Yes. It's a midlife fucking awakening, as you say. You're like, yeah. oh, I've, I'm going to die relatively soon. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, you know, and that's it. There's no do-overs. There's no fucking thing. And so what do I want out of life? Yes. What have I learnt 
in like the last like 44 years and how do I want to take what I've learned and apply it to the rest of my life? Or do I just want to go, no, let's just <laughs> wipe that slate clean and like start again. And whatever you do, I cannot encourage people enough to have that um, courage to make that change. Yes. and like, you know, I, I'm so supportive. I think when we talk about those cliches of, of you know, getting divorced and, and getting a younger partner and getting a, a, a bright red convertible, it, 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 it's paired with the toxic nature of, oh, he's having a midlife crisis. And then that guy is not actually processing what he's going through and and what is the changes that are happening for him, which are hormonal as well. Women yeah. often at this age are going through huge hormonal change. And, and I think, fortunately, there's more and more dialogue uh, around perimenopause and menopause and, and how that affects yeah. a woman. Um, but for men, they either do something incredibly toxic like trade everything in and just and 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 you know even going full tilt on the cliche getting a toupee and yeah. going yeah. to Bali. These cliches exist for a reason. Yeah, be because like it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it is very funny. Yes, <laughs> but yeah. and I don't want to. I don't want to be that. I mean, I can't afford the convertible anyway. Uh, uh, I but I I want to go. Well, life's not over. This isn't, even though, and I'm definitely well over halfway. <laughs> no way. Am I getting to 86? But, it, like, that doesn't mean that you're done. You've got so much living to do and so much exploring yes. and creating to do. And and I want to get back into that creativity because it gets it gets beaten out of you. You don't lose the ability. You get It gets beaten out of you. And you just, yeah, as we talked about before, you, know, you lose that time, you lose that space and the smartphones and just the modern world, unless you're super um, focused and, and super, um, uh, what's the word, uh, whatever it is, uh, then it's very hard yes. to do. Because you need to make, as you say, it's not the, you don't want to make an external change. It's not yeah. about getting like a car or a, uh, like a toupee or a motorbike, whatever it is. It's about making that internal change. Yes. You know what I mean? You've got to like explore that inner space. Yeah. And see what's happening inside there and how, like, why aren't you happy? Like, what changes do you need to make? Like, how have you lived your life and what do you need to do or what would you like to do to live a happier existence? Yeah. And buying something is fun, but that is like a short-term dopamine hit. Absolutely. Yeah. It is like it's... It's of no. I, I, again, just this morning we were talking about this. We we need to declutter our lives because at the moment I feel like the thing discipline. Is, well, the word I was looking for was discipline. <laughs> discipline. <laughs> just out of nowhere. You just got to be disciplined anyway. Keep well, going. Well, I'm trying to minimise the stuff that we own because at the moment I really feel like the stuff that we own is owning us. Like I'm doing so yep. much work. Um, because of all the stuff we've got and and where to put it and how to um, use it. But we've just got too much shit and I've got to get rid of it. And and I'm feeling this pressure because life is getting really expensive to earn more and more. And I'm like, but actually, I don't really need that much. Like at this age, even though I'm not a homeowner, which is um, a real struggle for me, um, it, it's it's a very hard pill to swallow, and I feel like I haven't provided for my children. Other than a home, I've got a heap of shit, and we've got everything that we could possibly need. 
and we're probably not going to yeah. need anything more than the day-to-day necessities, uh, which is food, water, and electricity, right? And and that's yeah. all I really need to maintain. And it's how to we speak about this so much. It's how to focus on what it is. What is it actually is the meaning of life? And I'm yeah. more and more convinced it's it's just to live a life. To live a life is the meaning. That's it. So live it. Don't like don't let it own you. I spoke to a woman recently at. Um, Marigold's playgroup. Um, occasionally, I I'm the parent that goes along, and she lives out in the bush on 160 acres, and um, she travels in once a fortnight to be with her granddaughter and go to playgroup and do things like that. She goes every time I come back in from the bush, I I can't help but notice that everybody is unhappy. No one's yeah. walking around with a smile on their face. Everyone's rushing. They're frustrated. They're pissed off. Like, yeah, because we're being a slave to all the bullshit that we're being sold that we we think that we need to do, and we're not living a life. We're caught up into this system of um, of like let's we'll just call it capitalism, where you're just constantly having more and more and more and more and more, and it's just constantly stuff just being bored yep. into the rest. And it's and it's not just physical stuff. It's virtual stuff. It's yes emotional stuff it's like here be happy be sad uh here bye 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 you know what i mean it's just and you're constantly being overloaded and it is so tiring and i don't know how to escape that system well it's very hard because capitalism doesn't work without endless growth it has to grow yeah. or it doesn't work and it collapses. And so that's why we keep seeing these collapses so that you, the, the, the evil overlords that are manipulating all of these systems, um, well, they create a collapse so then you can go back into growth again. But that's, that's unsustainable. We, you just can't keep doing that. And I'll just take it back to the simplest form, which is uh, the meaning of life is just to live a life. It's not for endless growth. It's just yeah. to be, to exist, and to connect. And, oh, it's to connect. It's to connect. Yeah. It's to find people and to connect with them. Like that is that is the meaning of life. It is just, as you say, to live a life, and that is the way to do it. It's to fucking. It's not about um, having like. Maybe you do have like this one huge ambition, and you just want to achieve that. You're like, all right, that's right. it. I'm going to. Um, cure malaria or like that's it i'm going to win an oscar or that's it i'm going to do this but for most people it is about having just a life where they go through and what i would love for people to do is just to have a series of like little mini achievements and little lots of knowledge like just exploring the world around them and just like oh this is interesting to me so they go explore that topic or this is interesting to me yeah but who has the fucking time well well i do but (laughs) (laughs) naps don't have themselves naps don't have themselves right don't you understand yourself (laughs) the last three weeks i've been so like in such a good mood and like i've been drinking less like a lot less exercising a bit more eating a bit healthier haven't needed a nap I've there just been go. sleeping. Oh, you've just like been I've sleeping just been, at the normal I've time. I've just been sleeping at night. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been, it's just at night. I sleep and then during the day, I'm not tired. Why is that? <laughs> oh, I've been going nine eyes, not passing out. <laughs> but I think we just almost came full circle from where we um, first started, where I was talking through my frustrations with my kids who were getting in the way of the thing that I'm trying to do, which is actually, um, you know what, it's pretty unnecessary. Uh, and it, so the living 
of my life and the connecting with the people that I care for the most was annoying me because it was getting in the way of the thing I actually don't need to do. I do, like I just yeah. don't need to do it. I mean, I've got to earn money because that's just the system we're in. I've got to pay for their lives. It's very difficult to continually remind yourself of what is it that's actually important when the most important thing brings you no money. The most important yeah. thing in your life will never pay you a cent. And so that is uh, a constant juggling match of getting enough money to support the thing in your life that you love the most, which in most people's cases will be their children or their partner or their best friend or their parents. It will be a human. It will be someone yeah. they love. It will be someone they enjoy their company with that will never make them a cent. But you will mostly, and speaking for myself, um, always make it a second on the list of priorities because the number one is the making money. And I get it. It's because they're actually your number one on the, on the list of priorities. You're only making money so that you can sustain their life. And then yeah. in those moments, like I was in yesterday, oh, fucking hell. The frustration was that the need to make money was taking me away from the thing that I love and then I was treating the thing that I love like a piece of shit. Yeah. Dude, I've done the exact same thing. Yeah. The exact same thing. I don't regret it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also why I only tell stories about my children because everyone's got to fucking do their bit. Everyone's got to lift their weight. <laughs> <laughs> but building and maintaining relationships is hard. It's it's hard. It doesn't matter where, like, whether they're your family or your mates or whoever they are. Building and like strengthening a relationship, especially as you get older, mm. uh, is it takes work. And it doesn't, yeah. like, I don't mean it has to be like hard, kind of like, oh, fucking, I don't want to hang out with this guy, but I've got to do it. Like, no, 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 that's not the kind of work. It, no. You've just got to maintain. You've you just absolutely got to maintain. do. And, and, the, and again, the problem with that is that um, you, it is work. You, you have to work hard at your relationships, but, it, but, but everything else around you in life will continually distract you from that and, and draw you yeah. away from that. And people that want to sell you things want you to be sad and isolated because then yeah. you'll fill your life with shit to try and fill that void, which you can only fill with connection. And speaking of, please sign up to the Patreon. We would love to have you. <laughs> I'll remind you on my personal website, I have some merchandise for sale. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in a car recording this, which is a car I bought seven years ago, purely for a toy. It's because I love it. It's not a necessity. I don't need it. The family can't even go in it. Um, you know, like it, it's, it's an old vintage Land Cruiser and I only have that because I love it. I love it. So I, I'm not, I'm not trying to demonize that. It's, it's nice to have nice things. It's cool. It's nice to have nice things. Also, this isn't, um, we're not, we're just talking. We're not finding answers. We're not finding solutions. Oh, I've got no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> we're just two mates with giant penises having a chat. <laughs> it was just massive wangs. <laughs> and 
sometimes we've got to sit down to take a load off and talk to each other <laughs> while we rest it on its own separate chair. It goes, <laughs> can't be I'm just going to wrap around. it around my leg like a snake so it doesn't drag on the floor. <laughs> and if it gets hard, it's going to break my leg. Just that coil just snaps. <laughs> I, actually, I accidentally snapped my leg off with my dick is an amazing visual. <laughs> anyway, I love like... The demographics of this, of the listeners, <laughs> it's like 70% woman. And why do you listen? <laughs> like, well, why do the men inside. listen as well? Let's not be gendered. Why does anybody listen? <laughs> why are you here? But please sign up to Patreon because I have four children. <laughs> oh, man. God. It's always so great to talk to you, buddy. Mate, it's um, it's uh, an absolute pleasure. And look, just with a, a quick reference, it's been a pretty hard week in our industry. Um, we took a little break off, um, and just referenced that we had a great mate, Kel Wilson, um, that very unexpectedly passed away. Um, there was very few people, uh, in the industry that even knew she was ill. Um, you and I, individually, uh, are not super close to her. You obviously are very connected to her through your wife, who's one of her, I would call, inner circle of people. Very much in the inner circle, yeah. They were super, super tight, yeah. Yeah, and it's, um, it's been a hard time. And um, I think the thing that I've, you, know, you and I have reflected on this privately, but the, the thing that uh, I've been noticing around the industry is she had such a massive impact on all of us. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, she really was because she was like a she was a human being. She was complex. Yes, she had her own. She wasn't like, um, and this is not speaking badly of Cal at all because I no. re- genuinely loved her. She was complex. She had anxieties. She had issues. She was happy. She was sad. She was yep. angry. She was joyous. She was all the things. Yeah, and on top of being uh, that, she had a career. She had a beautiful like family, like and you know absolutely. Well, what they're going through. Um, but she still found that time to be so generous with her words and with her, with her gifts. Like how, yeah. like who in the industry didn't get something from Cal when they had a baby. You Correct. Know I mean? You know, and that's the thing, like um, there's no such thing as a saint, right? There's no such thing. When, when, when people die, we only speak in the positive, but there's no such thing as an actual saint. But the thing that really stuck to me was, um, and it was only happening recently for me. Um, the, the how many personal text messages that I got from Kel because she heard an episode of this ridiculous nonsense, or she heard <laughs> yeah. us on on Nelly Thomas's podcast, and she it, it doesn't seem like a big deal. Maybe it seems like a very big deal to me that she would take the time to write me a, um, a text full of affirmation. And when because I got them as well, and when you get one, it's it's and you don't get many. Like I don't no. get like heaps of people like no. texting saying, "Oh man, I really loved it." You know, get a couple. It was it meant a lot. I was like, "Oh man, yes. thank you so much for listening." And as I said to you like the other day on the phone, it's that sense of self that we've talked about. And so there was a Cal that I knew. There was a Cal that you knew. There was a Cal yes. that Claire knew, and her family knew. And so we're all mourning our own different Correct. Cal's to yeah. various levels. And so there's these thousands of different versions of her around and everybody is mourning their own special different version as well as like this collective version. And that is very sad, but also, I don't know, in some ways it's quite a 
sounds kind of cheesy, but it, I think it's kind of a beautiful thing as well. Well, she left behind a lot of joy. You know, yeah. that's that's the benefit of having a public figure like Kel. There is there is parts of her that will just live on because you'll be able to access it. You'll be able to see her um, being who she was in in the public sphere. Um, in terms of the t- type of person that people um, grew up with and, and um, thought they knew, obviously that was just a public persona. But that's still out there and everyone has their own different connection with that as well. Um, yeah. So there is yeah. there is joy in heartache, of course. There is there's joy in loss, but it is it is a hard hard time for a lot of people. Yes, it's a very sad. Lots of love around, but it is a sad sad time. Yeah, hard anyway. hard time to want to be a clown and and tell jokes. To be perfectly yeah. honest with you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, Matt. <clears throat> I will talk to you soon, probably over the weekend. I reckon. Absolutely. And uh, we've got um, more Patreon episodes coming out. We've had a little break, a little time off. Uh, we're coming back. Um, we have a couple come out on Friday, actually. This, this coming Friday. We haven't recorded them yet, <laughs> but I'm sure we will do it. Nothing bad will happen. Oh, hey, just a quick plug for myself. If you live in um, the Southern Downs region of Queensland uh, um, or uh, the tablelands of Toowoomba, um, I'm doing a gig in Toowoomba and Warwick uh, on the 27th and 28th of October. You can come along and see me live, talk my oh, great. silly Get little along. stories. Get along. It'll be great. Come and, come and look because I get a part of the door, so please buy a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Capitalism is evil. Fuck it. Blow it up. I've got shirts for sale. I've got cups. <laughs> you should sell like dildo merch. It's like getting like a little yep. replica yep. of your penis. Just a replica <laughs> of my... Uh, yeah, okay. We'll look into that. <laughs> <laughs> what a great thing uh, alright I love you mate love you mate bye dads